Good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well this morning. For those of you I don't know, my name's Todd, and I'm the lead pastor here, and uh, really excited that uh, you all are here this morning and that you got up and set your clocks early to be here. Way to go. Good job. I'm so proud of you. Way to go. Absolutely. Give yourselves a hand. Absolutely. That's fine. Um, just glad you're here this morning. Uh, today is a bit of a different uh, day here at Hilton Head Island Community Church, and um, I just want to give a special welcome to those of you who are guests who maybe it's your first time here. We're glad that you're here, and also to those who are listening via our podcast. And uh, I'm joined here on stage with me. Obviously, if you're listening on podcast, you can't see this, but I'm joined on stage uh, with some some friends here, and I'll introduce them to you um, in a moment. Uh, I want to uh, have them share a little bit of their story. And today's a different day because um, what I want to do in the midst of this series is, is kind of take a, a look back um, and reflect on what God has done through some different people, many of whom are here uh, with me today. We are in a series called Maximum Impact, and the whole point of this series really is to encourage us as a, as a church um, to maximize what God has given us and to do the best that we can or the most that we can right where we are with what he's given us. And uh, it's interesting, uh, last week, if you weren't here, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast from last week, because last week I gave a bit of the history of how our church started, how Hilton Head Island Community Church came into existence and, and began, and uh, how Cynthia, my wife, and I uh, moved here from New York City, and uh, how my really good friend and my former youth pastor, Jeff Cranston, who's the pastor of Lowcountry Community Church, had a vision to come back to the island and start a work on the island. And so we prayed through that and moved here uh, in 2007, and I can't believe it, but we as a church now, uh, we were a campus of Lowcountry Community Church, and then a few years ago, they blessed us and sent us out on our own to become an independent church, and here we are seven years later, and I can't believe it's seven years ago, but it's seven years ago that uh, God uh, began this work with what you see today. And uh, so I want to pause today, and you hear from myself all the time, and, and I just want to take a, a pause on what we normally do and really reflect on, on the past. Um, it's not easy for me to do that. I don't know about you, but uh, being someone who's concerned about what is going to happen tomorrow, um, I often forget about what's happened in, uh, in the past. And so I want to pause and just look at God's faithfulness in the past and uh, what he's done in our midst. Um, this whole idea of maximum impact is maximizing where God uh, has put us with all the gifts that he's given us. And we're going to be unpacking that more in the month of March. Next week, I have a special guest who's going to be here. Uh, and then two more weeks in the month of March, we're going to be unpacking this further. And it's all in an effort to, to raise money, about $300,000 that we need um, to start a, a new ministry and renovate some of the areas where our offices currently are. And uh, we're going to be moving our office space. Uh, Cody and I are getting kicked out. And uh, we agreed on that as a staff. We're going to be moving our office space into the garage over there. And so uh, it's all in an effort to do that. But it's not just about raising $300,000 to do that, to help start Ignite, which is going to be a preteen ministry. And um, how many of you have preteens in your home? Um, you know, yes, uh, all of us on stage, actually. It's kind of weird. That's one of the many common denominators. The, the, the needs of that age group is becoming more and more unique, and we want to meet those needs. But it's also about ministry, and so you'll hear in a few weeks um, what I believe God has laid on my heart and what he's given us as a church 
to do from a community standpoint, from a ministry standpoint. And so I want to encourage you to be here each week in the month of March, and I want to encourage you specifically to be here coming up on March 21st. We're going to have a vision night. And we're going to turn this place into um, a, a place where we're going to have round tables and you'll come in for dessert and coffee and you'll have a table leader and you'll get to ask questions. We'll talk about what this all means. Um, back in the fall of this year, I just asked God for a fresh vision for what the next seven to ten years hold at our church. And so I believe he's given that uh, to me and I believe he's given that to us to accomplish. And so uh, I want to encourage you to be a part of that. It's interesting in the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church, a lot of people may come in here, and a lot of you may have joined recently, and you're like, wow, this is really cool. It's a neat building. You know, it's really great. Um, but we have been, in our seven years, we've been in five locations, five different locations, okay? So um, you see some of those on the screen, Andy and Dave and the gang up here. This will bring back some hopefully good memories. There you are, Andy and Dave uh, carrying a TV. Um, we used to load in and load out, first of all, at Seventh-day Adventist Church. That's the pictures you're seeing there of our very first location um, until I think we might have been too loud, and so they said that we needed to find a new place, and that's okay. Okay, so that was our first location in September 2007. We met there, and uh, then we moved to Hilton Head Christian Academy's um, cafeteria. We met in a cafeteria for a while, and I think we have some pictures of a, a very dark cafeteria. Oh, there's me and Sydney. Sydney is nine now. She was about three or four at the time there, and um, we were trying things out in our garage <laughs> to make sure everything worked. She was probably telling me what to do right there. And uh, there's the cafeteria that I talked about. We were in there for a while, and um, we would set up and tear down. That's after the service is over. And uh, Andy, I think you were about ready to load some stuff in a trailer. And um, so, that, so then we moved on to the gym at the Christian Academy, and that's us in the gym there at, at uh, Hilton Head Christian Academy. Um, God really blessed us during those days. But uh, we couldn't stay there very long, and so we prayed about a new location. And so God gave us uh, Office Park Road, which looked like that. How many of you were at Office Park Road with us? Okay, a lot of you, most of you. It looked like that when we walked in, and the, the building owner wanted us to use those chairs and tables for our chairs. <laughs> So that would have been interesting, wouldn't it have? So uh, that was kind of funny. Um, but we went uh, through a period of renovation, and we renovated that. That's in the middle of it. We got up in the ceilings and realized it was an absolute mess. Um, but uh, we worked hard and long and, um, on that uh, facility, and we opened up. We were doing video venue uh, where Pastor Jeff would preach a video, and a week later we would receive it. And then uh, as time went on, we began doing live teaching um, over time in that little space with the low ceiling and no air conditioning in the middle of the summer. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Well, it had air conditioning, but it never worked. So anyway, that was uh, fun down at Office Park Road. And uh, of course, then we have moved over here over the past two years. And that picture right there is where you all are sitting today. Isn't that incredible? That right there is where you're sitting. Um, this was a, uh, a testing facility for Hargrave. And on the day we were about ready to sign a brand new lease at our old facility to extend there for another three to five years, um, we had a bunch of people that were looking for space, which is very difficult to find on this island. And the day we were about ready to sign that lease, Gary Harrison, who was up here in the first service, one of our elders, um, heard that there was a warehouse at the Hargrave property that was available. And, and here's where we are. Um, that was in, uh, on December 8th, 2010. And here we are in 2014, 
Um, there was construction that we did. Uh, we did a lot of it ourselves. We did a lot of the teardown ourselves, tried to save as much money as the town would allow us to do. And then uh, we had contractors come in and do uh, the rest of it. And so um, some great pictures of the early days. But these are some pioneers. I like to call them pioneers. Some people who kind of jumped into the deep end of the pool with Cynthia and myself and, um, and some others in those, uh, those first days of what was Low Country Community Church Hilton Head and now is Hilton Head Island Community Church. So I've asked them to be here today and share a little bit of their story about what they've experienced in the life of our church. And um, so I'm glad to have you guys. We've got Andy Patrick here and uh, we've got Dave and Ryan Spangler down here on the end. And um, their two kids are back in Island Kids, I believe. And we've got Susie and Clint Van Oswegen and Tristan's down here on the front row. Hey, buddy. <laughs> and a little Liam, I guess he's back in Island Kids, too. So um, I just want to thank you guys. Why don't you all give them a warm welcome here this morning? You saw some pictures of us loading in and loading out. And um, I, I remember when Cynthia and I moved from New York City. When you live in New York City, you have to buy a vehicle when you move back to suburbia. Because when you live in New York, you don't need one. And so I bought a, a Honda, an, a used Honda, and very quickly realized that being a pastor of a mobile church, um, I needed a truck. And so I went and bought a truck, and Low Country bought us a big, about a 22-foot trailer, I would say, 22-foot uh, enclosed trailer. And each week, we would load our stuff in that trailer and load it out. And there were a couple guys who got there very early in the morning with me, and two of these guys are here, and I think, Clint, you were part of that, too, uh, occasionally, weren't you? On the back end of it, and the, at the end of the day. <laughs> not at the yeah, early part. Not at the not early at the part. Early. Yeah, yeah, definitely not at the early part. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but Andy was a part of that, man, and um, I remember one particular time where uh, I think I was backing up the trailer, and you were like, hey, let me do that. And I, I want to take that trailer, and I want to park it at my house. Just let me have the trailer. And I, don't, I was just wondering, did you do that out of, like, a heart for the church or just because I couldn't back it up right? Which one was it? You did have a few near-death experiences. I think I did, trailer. didn't I? Yeah, remember? Yeah, I do yeah. remember very yeah. clearly. But did you notice that when we were, when we were putting the sofas up here, Cynthia moved them? Yes. <laughs> some, some things never change. Seven years later, nothing yeah. changes. Yeah. Man, tell me, tell me why you jumped in in those early days, man. Well, honestly, I was hoping that Cynthia would discover my talents as, uh, in the, and be part of the worship team, but oh, that never happened. Never developed, huh? So, um, so anyways. Give us a few bar, bars right now? No, no that's okay. okay. Just... My daughters are back there. They'd be embarrassed. <laughs> um, really, it was wanting to be part of something from the very beginning. And, uh, and, and this, actually, I seem to remember you calling me and asking me, Although you never got to ask me the question. I think I assumed what question you were going to be asking me. For anybody that served in the military and, and you went through basic training, when they ask you if you have a driver's license and you raise your hand and you want to volunteer, it's not because they want you to drive a vehicle. It's because they want you to push a wheelbarrow. And that's, that's basically what Todd... Hey, how you doing? You want to help me out? Sure, I'll lead that team, Todd, that sets up and breaks down in the morning. That's you never got went. to finish the question. But, um, so that, that was really it. I just wanted to be part of something from the very beginning. And, you know, we had attended Low Country Community Church, and uh, I figured that if, if Jeff Cranston had faith in you, then I must have faith in you also. And, but uh, now that's, that's really it. We, we had some fun in those early days, and you saw pictures there of Andy and Dave um, loading up uh, those, those TVs. Um, you know, uh, 
and, and in those early days, man, it was, uh, I mean, we would get there at, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock um, to, to get ready. Um, Dave, you, uh, man, you were with us from the beginning. What, what was your heart for this? Why did you, you guys, one of the themes of all these folks is that they, they left Lowcountry Community Church with the blessing of that church to help us get started. Um, why did you guys make the decision? I mean, you decided to leave the comfort of like what was going on there. I want you and Ryan share a little bit about um, kind of why you left and what your vision is and what your vision was for that and what your passion was for that. Well, we had started um, at Low Country in Bluffton um, when there were probably a couple hundred people. So we were pretty early on and um, just really loving it and have a passion for it and did a big building campaign and prayed over it and um, gave to that. And um, uh, the first service in the new building was so exciting and we had gotten really to know Darlene and Jeff really well. We were in their small group at their house and um, just felt a connection. Jeff's daughter married a coker from Hartsville. Um, which is part of your family. Which is so, my yes. family. So you're So kin. we were connected. <laughs> we're like, okay, this is where we're going to be. And the first service, Jeff said, well, great news. We're going to open a new campus in Hilton Head. Dave and I were like, yeah, no, we're not going. <laughs> nope, not doing it. And, uh, I don't know if you heard her, but she said, no, we're not going. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope, we're here. Um, and Jeff said, well, you know, I really want you and Dave to be kind of one of the younger couples starting. Nope, not. Um, and he said, well, we have this great couple um, that are going to be leading uh, the worship. But it's Cynthia, and she's your age, and Todd's Dave's age. I think y'all would get along really well. Yeah, no, we're not going. And, um, <laughs> oh, by the way, they live right behind you in Hilton Head Plantation. Yep, nope. <laughs> <laughs> not going. <laughs> um, we were really happy. And then they said, well, they have a little girl, Sydney, that's Coker's age, and a little boy, Sean, that's Caleb's age, our son. Okay, God, we'll go. We'll try it. <laughs> They're our neighbors. They have kids our kid's age. We'll go and we'll, we'll try. And so we did um, and loved it and have never looked back. Um, just... Um, have a, a passion for the church, and um, we actually moved away um, back to Hartsville for a year and a half, which was um, tough, um, and kept comparing all the churches that we tried in Hilton Head to Low Country Hilton Head, the campus here, and just couldn't find anything that felt like home. And when God called us back here, just felt like oh, we are finally home, and we're back, and it was great. In those early days, oh, look at that picture, Dave. What were you doing there, man? Well, it was either going to be uh, Sistine Chapel or a picture of my wife. I wasn't sure, so that is inspiration. awesome, man. I think you need to have that on your wall in your office right there. That's a great picture. Um, yeah, there's you and Atricia. In those early days um, over at Office Park Road, we had a lot of painting to do and a lot of uh, renovation that we had to do um, with that uh, facility. Oh, and then we had one day where we had an Easter egg hunt, and, uh, and uh, we had to fill tens of thousands of Easter eggs. It was crazy, so you guys helped out. Um, Dave, one of the things that I remember, um, there you guys are, um, we, had some, we had some times of, uh, of uh, celebrating those who, who were in the early days, and we thanked them, and uh, that was one of the times that we did that. And there's 
there's a little Coker and little Caleb. But uh, Dave, one of the things that you did right away was realize that um, you and Andy's backs couldn't handle carrying those TVs over and over, week in and week out. And so you 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 constructed boxes on casters. And uh, do you you remember constructing those? So uh, that had more to do with your driving of the trailer. Oh, uh, okay, I get it. I, I see wanted another to have a TV here. for the second service. Uh, <laughs> So, we, you know, we had a lot of those little things, and, and I wanted to kind of tie to what Ryan had said, that we had been going to Low Country, and, and I had found my faith there with that group, and, and Jeff, and Bob Calhoun, and You and actually Rob. came to Christ through low, during the period of time that you attended yeah, through, Low Country. Yeah, through that yeah. group out yep. there, and, and uh, you know, Fred, and I see Frank out here, and some mm-hmm. of the guys that, you know, I, I saw that, and I said, gosh, that this is not what I remember church being. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. was committed, passionate people who were enthusiastic that, that came in Sunday morning with a smile. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's not what I remembered from church. Everybody kind of, <laughs> you know, moped and groped. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, so when we had the opportunity, we were a little more torn than Ryan depicted. At least I'd like to remember that we were about moving <laughs> to, uh, to Hilton Head. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> She was obviously more committed than I was to our decision. <laughs> but, but, you know, we, we made that move and, and, uh, and came back into Hilton Head. And whether it was, you know, building a case for TVs or, or things like that, you look for the ways that you can help out and contribute. And I just, I liken the growth in the church to kind of raising kids. And that if you, you only see your kids once a week and you kind of check in and say, hey, how are you? Um, you're probably not going to be happy with the kids you wind up with. <laughs> and you're going to get back what you invest. Mm. And if you spend the time and you contribute, and, and some people are going to help kids with homework more, and some are, are going to teach them life lessons and maybe sports or whatever it is, but whatever that thing is, mm. you know, you, you find a way just to invest in it. And it's amazing how suddenly the church winds up turning into what you want it to be. But at the same time, I think just like with your kids, nobody's kids are perfect. Certainly mine aren't. But you learn to be a lot more patient Mm -hmm. with your own children Mm -hmm. in the ways that they're not perfect. And in the same way, when you invest and the church becomes yours and becomes part of you, you become a lot more patient with the things that aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. And that it's one of the things that amazes me about this church. And I I say that as the group of people and and uh, and all our things that um, there's that patience that I've sense and an understanding and there's there's you know if you if you don't like the way the kids program is running right now well there's one person who can affect that more than anybody and that's you Mm. participate in it and make it grow make it what you want it to be and and i just think this church has that that feeling that atmosphere that i've never seen anywhere else before and i just makes you want to be here I, I quickly quickly realized um, in those early days when you and Ryan were involved um, that uh, you guys had servant hearts. We moved here um, literally with a six-week-old, and Sydney was, I believe, three at the time. Um, and it was a very difficult transition for Cynthia and myself, particularly for Cynthia. And uh, I remember in those early days um, watching you guys just without any hesitation watch our kids one night. Um, where we needed help, and I realized, boy, we've got some people who have a heart uh, to help, and uh, just that little thing, um, you know, really just went a long way. T- tell me your motivation. Um, you know, why jump in? I mean, I, I I hear you, Ryan. You you were a little more reluctant, but um, but why jump in? What was the motivating factor really behind saying, man, we 
believe there needs to be another church, a gospel preaching church on this island? What was the motivation behind that, Dave? So let me connect it to something that's maybe, maybe not a direct answer to that question, but um, I, I mentioned this at a, a small group meeting that we had Friday night. Um, I saw something last week that, that tied to Ignite and the things that we're doing that has bothered me so much. And let me pause for a second. Ignite is our brand new ministry. I mentioned it just a few minutes ago that we're starting up that is going to reach uh, our preteens. And so just wanted to make, make that connection. So I'll warn you. And I, um, Todd asks these really difficult questions and then starts the stopwatch, and I like to talk. So we're that's good, a man. very <laughs> conflicted thing I have here. Um, <laughs> It's making you look good, man. But I, <laughs> but I also kind of wear my emotions on my sleeve, and this is a, a little bit of a difficult thing, so forgive mm-hmm. me if I uh, show too much that. But, but anyway, Ryan and I are just sitting on the couch in the evening. We're flipping through, uh, or she was flipping through Facebook. I don't have an account. I'm still behind the times. <laughs> but a picture came up, and it was a little girl, probably five, six, seven years old, big smile on her face, and she's holding up what looked like an art project that she had done. And... It was a, like a cardboard sheet that was divided in half, and half of it said, what science teaches me? And the other half said, what religion teaches me? And below the science, it said, I'm full of wonder. Um, I have opportunity to grow. I can learn all of these really positive things. And underneath the religion section, it said, I'm dumb, I'm worthless, I'm sinful, And I thought, I'm so sorry for our church. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean us, but somebody taught that child's parent that. Mm-hmm. And now they're passing it on. Mm-hmm. Sorry. sorry man. Um, but anyway, I just walked away with that, and I thought, thank, I thank God for this church, in that there's no way you could ever walk out of this building thinking that. Mm-hmm. If you do, you're not paying attention. And I, I don't mean just what Todd says on stage, but I mean the people that are here mm-hmm. and the, the attitude and the atmosphere. And, you know, when we talk about building funds, that's always a hard thing. But you know what? You, you got to have a place to meet. You got to have a place to teach kids. You got to have mm-hmm. video screens. You know, those things are part of it. So, yeah, church is not the building, but it's a part of it. And I, I see that. And I almost want to print that picture and put it up somewhere because we cannot let that happen. The world has thought that Christianity for so long was a, a place of, of uh, harsh judgment, and we have sin, and we have to deal with that as a church, but um, we want to present the gospel in a way that whether you're um, six or whether you're 86, um, it's presented in an excellent way where people are really impacted to come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior, and as our mission statement suggests, also to uh, grow in their relationship with Him. And Dave, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Man, I really appreciate that. Motivation, it changed my life, and, and I think there's so much opportunity, again, right in this building, right in these people, to change awesome. our lives as we grow, but of those other people. So the motiv- that's the motivation Fantastic. to be involved. Thank you so much. I love it. Um, Susie and Clint, um, you guys were there in the early days, and uh, I'm going to lead into this story a little bit. I was on a trip uh, with Clint, really didn't know him that well. Uh, We were going to uh, Promise Keepers. Oh, yeah, there's you and me, by the way, moving a copier in our uh, facility there at 21 Office Park Road. And I'm pretty sure, Clint, that's the last piece of work you've done here at the (laughs) church. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Clint and I know each other well, and I can say that, right, buddy? It's probably the last time I worked, too. So anyway, you pulled your back, didn't you? <laughs> Um, Clint and I were on a trip. We were uh, going, uh, I believe, um, on a Promise Keepers trip. And um, at the end of the Promise Keepers trip, we had a time where um, the guys, that's uh, a bunch of guys going up. We went up to Columbia to um, hear some great speakers and uh, be challenged spiritually. And I remember at the end of that, we had a time where we all came together and uh, we talked about what God has been doing in our lives. And I remember Clint getting up because he said, now, now you got to realize I, I knew Susie um, because she was coming over from low country and really wanted to be a part of our kids ministry and that sort of thing. And I remember Clint saying to the guys that were there that day, I have met the woman of my dreams. And God has introduced me to a woman that I'm so excited about. I think I'm going to marry her. So anyway, that was my introduction to Clint. Tell us a story about how you guys met, because there's a little connection there with our church, right? That's right. I think Susie's going to tell, it looks like Susie's going to tell I'll the story. I'll start the story. <laughs> um, so after um, Pastor Cranston had kind of cast, cast out the vision to come back to Hilton Head, one of the things in preparation, even before you guys came down, was to start up some, some Bible studies that was location specific. Mm -hmm. So I had volunteered to lead um, a small group for young singles um, for Hilton Head because I had been involved in the, in the small group there for the singles, um, met some great friends through that, and, but we were trying to start one that was specific Hilton Head, um, and that's where I met Clint. Wow. And I think it was a young single women's group that Clint went to. Well, let me back. Is that right? Let me yeah. backtrack just a little bit. Okay, so I get introduced to Low Country Community Church back in 2003 um, from some close friends of Ryan and um, Dave, and uh, I started going to the church, and I absolutely love it. So then we go through the whole building fund, and we end up building the church out there in Bluffton and we start traveling the long trek over the bridge, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get up so early to get to this thing on pack time. Pack a lunch. Pack a lunch. Maybe a bag. Um, but at the time, I'm, I was dating somebody other than Susie and I had brought her to church one time and Pastor Bob had met this girl. And every week after that, Pastor Bob goes, you need to start the singles group on Hilton Head. And I go, Pastor Bob, I'm not single. And he'd go, you need to start a singles group <laughs> on Hilton Head. Every single week, he would say that. Okay, so here we go. I break up, um, and I show up to church, and Pastor Bob goes, you need to start a singles group on Hilton Head. And I go... I'm in. Where do I sign up? Okay. And he goes, we've got a group, you know, breakup where you get into a small group coming up in a week and a half or a week or something like that. And I said, great. After church, I'm here. I'll join it. So I'm thinking I'm going to be running this thing, you know, so I'll show up early. I get to the table. And Susie is sitting at the table, and I reach over, and I, I greet, and I introduce myself. And I'm about to say, you know, I'll be leading this group. And Susie goes, I'll be leading this group. And I go, you will, will you? So I sit down very quietly, and uh, 
some other people showed up, and they go, so where am I going to have this thing? And I said, my house, okay? That way I don't have to go anywhere. Everybody shows up to my house. Great. So we get together the first night, and there's nine females and myself. I said, So God I did is, have the story right. Yep. God is good. God is real good. So that was oh, my introduction man. to the singles group on Hilton Head. Wow. That oh, the best part about it is I'm a tennis pro, so I taught almost right up to the start of the, the thing. Um, and I would just leave my door open. And the, gal the gals would show up, and they'd cook this three- to five-course meal mm. every Monday night. Mm. Okay? Mm. Nice. We were all single and had no outlet for <laughs> to cook for ourselves, so we would take turns and we'd do a meal every 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 week together, and that was like our big thing. We would all cook these amazing meals that we never cooked any other time. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> oh man! So you guys, um, Clint, you're from South Africa, and uh, so you guys got married. You went over to South Africa and uh, got married, and when you came back, uh, we we had a little kind of a, a little gathering uh, with some of your Hilton Head friends at, at our church at Office Park Road, the last location that we were in. And um, I think I prayed some blessing over you guys. And it was kind of our first time to gather because this was our first couple that got together at the church. And so um, that was really a neat thing as your pastor um, to see God bringing you together. Tell me, though, over the course of these last seven years, how you guys have grown um, spiritually and in your walks with God. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> okay, um, well, the beautiful thing is um, Susie has a really strong background. Um, her parents were missionaries in Indonesia for like 32 years. She was born and raised there. I was born and raised in South Africa. Um, I had parents that took us to church all the time, so we had a good background. Um, and for us to meet on Hilton Head is just godly. I, I, I mean, I can't explain it that she would come all the way from Indonesia. I'd come all the way from South Africa wow. and we would meet at a church That's on really Hilton cool. Head. That's so <laughs> it's amazing that that happened. And we've been blessed because um, we've got a two year old, two years and three, three month, two years <laughs> and three month old um, together. I have my 12 year old right over there from a previous marriage. Um, <laughs> And, and by the way, I love this. I'm sorry to stop you. There's a great picture of Tristan writing his name on the walls of, of um, Island Kids. It was Promised Land at the time over at our old location. He, he wasn't doing that. He wasn't in trouble for doing that. We wanted the kids to write their names before we painted it because we prayed for a bunch of names for our kids. We prayed for people who we knew who didn't know Jesus Christ as their Savior before right. we put the paint on the walls there. So that was neat. Right. And was it last... Last Easter, um, he gave his life to the Lord. Awesome. And it was right here in this building. So we are super proud of him. That's awesome. Um, and again, Susie and I, we've been working on doing stuff for the family, you know, some quiet time for both her and myself. Um, we're, we ran a group together last year and this past um, life, season. Life group leaders, yeah. Life mm -hmm. group. Yep. And that's been an awesome blessing. Um, so it's just... And this church has just been such a big part of, of our life together as a family. We met here. Um, Todd did our 
pre-engagement counseling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, Liam was dedicated here. Tristan accepted the Lord here. It's just awesome. been such a big part of, of our, our story together awesome. as a family. It's fantastic. Well, I just, I want to thank you guys. Um, and I'd, I'd like for you to thank them. Thank you so much. Dave and Ryan, Andy, um, Clint and Susie, thank you guys um, so much for being a part of this today. I think Andy has one more thing to say, and then I'll... Um, I, I do have one yes, more thing. Okay. Yeah. Yes, okay. Thank you. Um, how, just, can I get a show of hands of how many people were here back when it was a video venue? Okay. Awesome. We used to joke when, back when we were a video venue. Um, Cynthia and I used to look at each other, and Todd had very few opportunities to talk back then, if everybody remembers. <laughs> and Cynthia and I used to look at each other and say, did he really just say that? <laughs> I used to text Cranston after the service and say, you're not going to believe what he just said. That was how I found out. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But I would like to say, you know, over the seven years watching you grow as a pastor, how awesome Thanks. that has been. Thank you, man. I appreciate that very much. Thank you very much. Well, why don't you give them a round of applause? Thank you guys so much. A little different today, I realize, but I thought it would be fun for some of you who have, you know, come along the way, whether it's been in the last, really, month or last year or last couple years, um, who weren't here in the beginning, uh, to really see the legacy and to see the heritage of um, some of the people who have really kind of paved the way um, for us to be doing what we're doing today. Um, I'm so excited about the future, but I thought it'd be nice for us to, to pause for a moment and just take a look back. And I got to be honest with you, as your pastor, and Annie, I thank you so much for what you said. I really appreciate that. But as your pastor, um, I, I really want, there's one theme, kind of one um, scarlet thread that just really kind of ties in what I think of when I think of our church, and that is God's faithfulness. And God's faithfulness we experience it on a regular basis here, and we do so because people like these that you just heard from today were on their knees. They were praying for God to bless our efforts. They were going before us. They were concerned about the gospel. They wanted to see this county, which I don't know if you realize, but Beaufort County is 9% churched, 9%. That is so incredibly low, especially for being in the South. Most places in the South are 80% or more. And so there's an organization that has actually labeled Beaufort County as a pagan county. And so people like this have prayed that the gospel, the message of God sending his son Jesus to this world to save us from our sins, to die on a cross, and to be raised again three days later. He did that for us. And so there were people that went before us who prayed that that would happen. So God's faithfulness is the thing that I think of when I think of Hilton Head Island Community Church. And I want to remind you of that today. I also want to remind you of the fact that um, God's faithfulness is really tied to, to our obedience and our, um, our praying that God would expand um, his kingdom here on the island. All the way back in the Old Testament, there was a prophet that um, really was um, uh, uh, hearing from God and speaking on behalf of the nation of Israel, um, some of the prophecy that God gave. His name was Jeremiah. And Jeremiah um, was speaking to a group of Israelites that were in exile in Babylon during a period of time when things were absolutely looking hopeless. 
And Jeremiah spoke these words, really God spoke these words through Jeremiah and said this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for a welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And here's part of our responsibility. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. And look at verse 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And those folks that you saw on these couches up here today on stage, they sought God out. The five people that I had here at 930, they sought God out. And so I'm asking you as a church, those of you who have come after, those of us who kind of were in the early days, I want you to experience God's faithfulness as well. And it means in your personal life, and it means in our life as a church community, that we seek God out. And when we do that, we will experience his faithfulness. And so regardless of whether it's $300,000 that we need to do some changes around here or whether um, it's, uh, uh, you know, starting a brand new ministry and all the challenges that we're going to be facing with starting this new ministry called Ignite for Preteens, or whether it's something that you're dealing with in your own personal life, regardless of what it is, if we put our hope in Christ, if we put our hope in Christ, he is faithful. And it may not be the answer that you want, but he will see us through that situation because God is faithful. And we've seen it over and over again. I want to remind you to be here each week this month as we begin to continue to unpack um, this whole idea of maximum impact and what all that means and how it applies to you. Vision Night coming up on March the 21st at 7 p.m. I want to make sure that you're there at that. We've got child care provided. There'll be dessert and coffee. And so I want to make sure that you're there at Vision Night coming up on March the 21st. Will you join me in a word of prayer as we close out this morning? Father God, thank you so much for your faithfulness. God, I thank you that you are God who loves us so much that you sent Jesus to die a brutal death on a cross for our sins. And God, I thank you so much that you conquered death by rising again three days later. And Father God, that's why we do what we do, to share that message and to lead people to be followers of you. And God, just like Tristan, who's a fantastic example of that, just like he gave his life to Christ last Easter, God, I want to see many, many more in our community come to Christ as their Savior. And God, we pray that this Easter is a huge year. God, we pray that this season in the life of our church is an amazing time where we see dozens and dozens and dozens of people to come to faith in you. And God, I pray that you go before us on the goals that you've given us as a church. Money that needs to be raised, new ministries that need to be started, volunteers that we need to pull it off, leaders that we need to help lead it. God, I pray that you would go before us on every need that we have. You've done it in the past, and you'll do it in the future, and we believe that, God, and we trust you in that, and we can't wait to experience your faithfulness in the days to come. God, I thank you for those who joined me today. I pray your blessing on them, and God, I thank you for those who are in this room and those who are listening. God, thank you so much for them, and I pray your blessing on them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand up this morning? I want to thank you so much for being here. If you're part of the Hilton Head Island Community Church family, you can give on your way out or you can go online and give online. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next Sunday, everyone.